You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey y'all, welcome to session six. In between this session and the last session, Allie had quite a few light bulb moments that we shared in base camp. So when we dive in, we'll be getting right into those. Really excited for you to hear what those are. And I think this is going to land for so many of you, whether your thing is exactly what Allie's thing is, or you have a different version of it. I think this episode is going to be one of the most helpful we've ever had on literally actually, because it really can show us how we are so ultimately the mirror and so often the block, right? And so I think that will be really, really useful for everyone listening. Obviously a big statement to say it might be one of our most helpful episodes, but I really think there is so much magic in this. So I hope that it serves you. I would love to know what y'all think about it. As always, reach out to me, send me a message, tell me how this is impacting you. And thank you so, so, so much for listening. So here we go. How you doing? What's going on? I am good. It is a Monday without school, so my husband had to come home and take the child. So I am ready for adult Ooh. conversation. <laughs> adult conversation time. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm good for you for like making that time for yourself and letting yourself have that, right? <laughs> yes. After break, it was a, okay, we need to find a better balance than me. Yeah, <laughs> I can't be the balance. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So good. So proud of you. So give me a, give me a rundown. What's been going on? I know we were kind of chatting in base camp, but just give me a little brain dump. Yeah. You and your little happy magic wizardry really got me. <laughs> Goodness. Yes, you every time. <laughs> oh. I seriously was like, ah, another week of this. <laughs> And then at the end, I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like it the was. thing that no one like <laughs> wants to make it through. But when you do, you're like, oh, that was like the most impactful, right? Yes. Yes. So that was very interesting. And then on top of that, just working through getting the challenge and everything set up. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, regular social media stuff. I onboarded yeah. the project manager. So lots, lots went on, I guess. Yeah. Let's, let's start with the, um, kind of like what happy magic brought up and what we were talking about, um, in base camp there. And then we'll kind of go from there. Does that feel good? Yeah. Let's get personal. Let's just, we'll just <laughs> knock it out. Yeah. Let's just spill it all out there. Yeah. So it was a lot. It was. Um, so, you know, it was the concerns. So you have to like write t- your deepest fears every day. Right. Much, yeah. Over and over and then have a separate journal about that. <laughs> You're just like inundated with them, basically. Yes. I mean, like, you know that my goal through all of this is to find that deep level of self-trust. So obviously yeah. that's what I'm journaling about. And it just kept coming back that I don't have that because I feel like if I do, that I'll be abandoned or 
that if I do have that, then my friends will leave me. Or if I do have that, I won't be able to lead my team very well. And then I won't have a team or support. And then it just really got me like in this thinking pattern of, wow, is it because I don't like, I don't have family in my town. So I don't have that support. My husband works Mm -hmm. weird hours. So it's me and Beckett a lot. I mean, it's, it was just so much of everything that I fear is about that support and having something or being alone or being abandoned. And I was like, God, Mm -hmm. who's needy over here? But I mean, that's what kept coming up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's just helpful to see, I mean, listen, every one of us that has like those fears, like make some kind of judgment around it. Right. But I think it's so helpful to see how that's kind of been the basis of all the things you've been struggling with too, whether that was past investments or client boundaries or whatever. It's like this idea of like, will I be abandoned, right? Yes. And I don't know if you read like my latest update that I had sent you. Um, So originally when I opened, you know, I opened with a storefront and I had brides that came in and I had my favorite local vendors that I would go and we'd meet and we always work together. Like I had this little built-in community. And Mm -hmm. even though I had no freaking clue what I was doing when I opened my business, I mean, seriously, I had zero dollars in my bank account. Who opens a business that way? I never once questioned anything. Like, I didn't like the way that bridal fairs were ran locally. So I started my own high-end bridal fair and I vetted vendors that could apply to get in. And it was so successful. And we got the best turnout with amazing brides. I mean, I wasn't scared to do anything then. And then moving online Mm -hmm. at the same time of becoming a mother, I just had so much self-doubt that, well, where do do I fit in online or where do I? And that's when this pattern started. And it's crazy to me to like think about that. Mm -hmm. Does it feel relieving to think about that? Like to be like, oh, that really makes sense that like this fear of being abandoned is kind of driving every decision I'm making, but it doesn't have to be that way. Or does it feel like daunting to think about that or what comes up? Okay. So what Allie is talking about here is she is doing happy magic right now, which is a mindset and journaling program that we have as part of happy thoughts with Sarah and I, and she is on the week where we dive into all their fears and concerns. Well, it's two weeks where we dive into all their fears and concerns. So I just want to note that it is so important that Allie did all of the fear work because she can really see how it all keeps coming back to one thing, right? And this is what most people don't want to do, but it's most impactful. I think most people want mindset work to be kind of all rainbows and butterflies. And what I know to be true and work on my clients with all the time that like, there is definitely a piece of mindset work that is that, that is stretching into the next thing we want and visualizing and manifesting and all those amazing things. But there's this whole other part of like, what's the shadow? What are we not seeing? What do we need to look at? What are all the fears? And so so many people don't really dive in there. In fact, so many of our um, Happy Magic participants have said to us like, oh, the first round, I just kind of skipped over that week and then I did it later in another round and it was the most impactful for me. I can't believe I skipped it. Like, It's just something we hear a lot. So if you're doing all of the great pieces of mindset work, but not diving into like those fears and concerns and that kind of like deeper shadow stuff that gets hidden underneath, I really hope this episode and seeing how much came up for Allie and how much it showed her 
helps encourage you to do some of that as well, because it really is so, so important. You're going to see on the rest of this session, how much it impacted Allie to be able to see it through that lens. Kind of both. I mean, it feels very relieving because I mean, I, I think it was very first session you asked like, well, what even makes you happy? And I'm like, I don't even know. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's because I've been working so hard to serve everybody else that I really lost sight of what made me happy, where before that was the first thing that I went after. But I think right. that, that mm-hmm. was also like the natural progression of I became a mom during this time, too. So I was constantly yep. serving somebody else. And at the same time, it's so exciting to know that, well, damn, I really only have to fix one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Always, right? But how do I get there is the daunting part. <laughs> Yeah. What, what was like your, your big takeaway from that? Like for me, when I read what you were saying around it and kind of, you know, was able to reflect back, like, I think the takeaway is like, I almost am not giving myself the stuff I'm looking for other people to give me right now. Yeah. And so I almost have to start there and then like have that reflected back. It doesn't mean I can't need it from other people. I just can't um, get it there first kind of thing. I don't know if that kind of felt like the, the gist for you or what else sort of popped up there. No. And I think that that's exactly how I felt. Like I don't give myself any credit. Like I can say proudly, I I know I'm a good designer, but then I also know that if I see somebody else post something, I'm like, I don't know, is mine good enough? You know, like, Mm. I mean, I always let that little bit of self-doubt creep in, even though no, I know I I can design. Like, I know I've got that. And that's what I always feel so solid in. But then I still get that imposter syndrome online. And I think that, like, honestly, I believe it's just this whole online shift, even though it happened so long ago. I didn't realize, like, messed with my head so much. Yeah. And what do you think was the thing that kind of, like, really, like, if you had to pinpoint it, because I think that's helpful to say, like, what was the shift? Like, what story did I start telling myself kind of thing? Honestly, it was just that, well, I can say it probably started with like poor money, uh, money mindset. Like I remember Mm -hmm. the first online coach, if you per se, that I worked with, like when I was making this transition, because even when I started making the transition online, I was still just doing stationary. And I worked with this coach and she was like, well, what's your puke price? I'm like, I could never charge that. I live in Nebraska. Yeah, I live in Nebraska, obviously. I mean, and I just, I constantly had this, well, I could never charge something I would never pay. I would never, Mm -hmm. like, I could never charge that. That's not what people around here would ever, you know, like, so I know it started with that mindset of, well, I could never be where they are. Yeah. And then I think it just crept into everything else that I just questioned everything. For sure. So it was almost like, and this is what's coming up for me. It's almost like when you were just doing it yourself and um, in person and all that, you almost didn't have anything to compare it to. So you were like, things are great. I'm doing great, whatever. But when you get online and there's like, you should be pricing in this way and you're watching other people and it's kind of all in your face, it just totally made you second guess yourself in every way. Oh, for damn sure. Because, yeah, I was the only, like, stationary or wedding planner or anything right. in town. I mean, yes, right. like, there was florists, but, and they helped with decorating. But there wasn't a designer, you know? So I never had to compare myself to anything. And then when somebody else did start, I'm like, well, whatever. I, they're copying me. 
Right. So then when I enter the online space, there is so much comparison because there's other competition. And I've never been like hugely into the, oh my God, there's other competition. There's not enough to go around. I've never been there, but I think it's just always the, well, I'm, am I as good as them? Mm-hmm. So you just never were kind of presented with that question before. Right. And then when the question came up, you were like, oh, definitely. I'm not sure. They all know more than me kind of thing, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody knows more than me. That's why I went into hiring everybody. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So tell me and how this relates back to like, I will be abandoned. Because I think these are like, you know, we're, we're kind of running parallel lines. Right. So let's draw them together. Yeah. So it's sort of this idea of like, I never had to compare myself. I was the first one doing it. I didn't really have all these things in my face to second guess myself. And then t- tell me how the other part weaves in. So then I got into this circle of hiring people because I thought they knew better. Right. But then I wanted right, them really just to be my friends. Mm-hmm. Because even when I was getting guidance or being coached, I constantly was like, well, that's not really in alignment with me, but I'll do it. And then it wouldn't work out. So I kind of knew, mm-hmm. but I still wanted that relationship, really. And then I kind of got saddened or, to put it mildly, like depressed every time that something ended and there was no communication or friendship afterwards. Like I thought that mm-hmm. was there or, you know, like, and then I felt abandoned or yeah, not part of the community or not like, well, maybe I wasn't good enough to be their friend. <laughs> yeah, because you were almost going in it with like a different expectation or desire than they even were selling, so to speak. And I don't think that I really knew that going into it, but I think that that's course, what I was course. always hoping for. Yeah, totally. Which I think is just really helpful to see because it's almost like Though the business can help with that, it's almost like just a totally separate problem from the business in a sense, right? Like, obviously, we can help um, by doing things like you're doing with, like, having the Mastermind and Book Club and things like that. But it's also, like, I have started to, like, build the whole business around that. And that's where it gets confusing, right? Yeah. And I honestly never meant to do that. I never knew that I was really doing it. But it is, like, the root of everything (laughs) that has happened. Hmm. And and it also, I think, if I feel like everyone knows better than me, and then I feel like those same people are quote unquote abandoning me, it makes sense why that's extra triggering, right? Yeah. So not only do they know better, but like I'm not even cool enough to like be in the club or whatever. So it, I think it's just like over however many years at this point, it's just like totally eroded that self trust, right? Yes. And I mean, like, that's where doing all of this journaling, it it just kept coming up of, God, why did I let that bother me so much? Why did I let Mm -hmm. that, like, dig in as deep as I did? And then it, like, it morphed into the next person. And then I let that snowball even Mm -hmm. bigger. And, yeah. So relieving to catch it, though, right? Like, are you just like, fuck yeah. (laughs) I mean, weirdly, I feel a lot lighter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. now I just, now I know I just really need to start finding that in myself again. And I, I just did not have this problem seven years ago. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. For sure. Ways, but yeah. Listen, I think the online space can be a huge, huge, huge mindfuck, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's very few <laughs> other, in, 
there's very few other industries where everyone that is quote unquote your competition, again, no matter how you frame that, you're seeing them so in your face every day, even like potentially their numbers, their successes, their uh, clients, their whatever. Like, so there's just nowhere else really that's like that. You know what I mean? Like, obviously there's some ways in which you know who your competition is, but it's just so vastly different than like, and I'm seeing them every single day in my face doing all these things, right? The online space really can be such a mind fuck, right? For all of the reasons Allie and I were talking about, you know, it's it making you a second guess yourself, you seeing everybody that's doing what you're doing kind of in your face and in your feed all the time. And it really snowballed for Allie by moving from coach to coach because it just kept reinforcing you don't know enough, but then every person would tell her something different. So it was like, you don't know, right? You're not getting it right, but all there is no way to get it right. Like all of the advice keeps changing and is different. So that's one of the reasons I really believe in having longevity with a coach. Um, so many of my clients stay with me for years and I think that it helps them so much because they're not bouncing from thing to thing where someone's telling them to do this way and then that way it really erodes your self-trust so so much over time and I think that's definitely what's happening to Allie getting into this space feeling like she doesn't know enough kind of getting that reinforcement investment after investment kind of thing and really having that eroded over time when she really came into it quite confident I see this happen with so many people in so many different ways so if you are there this is such an invitation to kind of have this moment with yourself this check-in moment of like yeah I can see how this the space has really been a mindfuck for me and it's my opportunity to reset it because I think that's so important and just so permission giving to kind of look at that and really helps you take a new path forward, which is exactly what Allie's doing here. Yeah, I saw somebody had posted it. It's like one of those gif or something, but it was like, who here would completely get off social media, but you have a business to run? And I'm like, oh, I mm-hmm. see, I feel so seen. Like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I try yeah. very hard to be intentional about my time on social media and not let my thoughts go there. But I mean, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's almost like shifting that even, right? Where it's like, if I can see, start to see it as this thing that I can trust myself around and take charge of and use it to build the connections that I'm craving and things like that, then it feels more fun. If I'm like, it's a place I have to be where everybody's doing better than me and where I'm constantly upset or what, like, it just feels so different, but we get to even rework that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of funny because like, I've learned so much obviously over this time, but it, it's been like, somebody will post what they, what they made in on their last launch. And I'm like constantly telling myself, you don't know what they gave up behind the business. You don't know what their team mm-hmm. is like. You don't know what they have for support at home. And I don't let myself get that monetary trigger so much anymore. Yep. But mm-hmm. then when it's my direct competition, I'm like, oh, it. <laughs> Why do you think that's more triggering? It just feels like that t- is taking away from you or it just feels like I'm not doing it good enough or I don't know enough or... Yeah, like, well, why haven't I had a launch like that? Because if it's a coach posting it, that's a different area. totally. You know, like, that feels different. I can bypass that and just be like, well, good for them. But if it's a designer who's like, I just had my seventh 15K month or whatever, then I'm like, well, shit, what am I doing wrong? You know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like so much of your work is just deciding you're not doing anything wrong, right? (laughs) Right. Well, and how many times you're like, there's no wrong decision. Like, what? Yeah. (laughs) 
And it's funny because even like writing my social media posts, I found myself starting to like delete and start over. And I'm like, no, it's a post. There's nothing wrong with it. Keep going. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's so huge. And it's so helpful that it ties into all of this because it's like, why was I hiring all these people? Because I thought I was doing something wrong. Why was I, you know, getting my feelings hurt so much and and having so much reaction to that because I felt like I was doing something wrong. Like everything kind of ties back to that. Why am I scared that people are going to leave because I think I'm doing something wrong? Like, it's so interesting how it all circles there, right? It is. And Yeah. I mean, I'm hiring somebody because I feel like I don't know enough. And then I feel like I'm doing something wrong. And then if I'm not friends with somebody anymore, I'm like, oh, I must have done something wrong. Like it is constantly Mm -hmm. me feeling the wrong. (laughs) Yep. So that's really good because it's hard for me to trust myself if I feel like I'm always getting it wrong. So we're kind of like solving for the same problem there by just kind of being like, the fix under all of this as a first step, at least, right? It's to be like, I'm getting it right. I'm getting it right. I'm doing it right. I'm getting it right. Like that lean in point, I think is just so tremendous for you to keep working through because the more I think I'm getting it right, the more self-trust I build, right? Y'all can see here how Allie's work really is that I'm always getting it right piece, right? And how that will change everything in her business. Like it is so impossible to show up every day, be really decisive, grow the business in the ways you want to when you feel like you're just always getting it wrong, both from a, you know, what we think we create kind of standpoint and just from an action standpoint. Like, you know, you know what we were working on last session was like, how can we train ourselves to make choices faster and just believe that it's all going to be right? And it's, you know, so much of this is so much deeper than that. Like I really have to believe I'm always getting it right. And you can see how deeply this ties into self-trust. If I think that I'm always fucking it up, it's basically impossible to trust myself, right? So if you're someone that, you know, is struggling with self-trust or self-doubt or is really making yourself wrong all the time, I truly invite you to this little phrase. I'm always getting it right. I personally think that if I could tie most of my business success back to something, it would be that I really just don't beat myself up or give myself a really hard time about stuff. Like I really think that I'm usually getting it right. Um, and even when I've like quote unquote gotten it wrong, I usually am able to give myself quite a big amount of grace around that because I have this foundation of self-trust because I believe that I'm always getting it right. Does that make sense? So really, really an invitation if you're listening to this to lean into that for yourself, because I promise you the growth off that is just exponential. Yeah. And I, I kind of stole it from you, but like I started saying that everything works out perfectly. Everything works out perfectly. And I think that I need to like find a quick, easy statement for myself that it's just like, I'm not getting this wrong. I'm not getting this wrong. How about I'm always getting it right? I'm always getting it right. Yeah. I mean, because even just your quick little, everything works out perfectly. Like I find myself saying that like when I'm walking to pick up Beckett from school or like if I feel, oh God, I really need a client or like a potential client to book a call. I'm constantly telling myself like, nope, everything will work out perfectly. God provides. And I let that happen, but I need to, I need to shift it that I, I'm always getting it right. Mm -hmm. Even when you want to like redo the content or whatever. No, I'm always getting it right. This is definitely right. You know? 
I think that's huge. And the more you see that to be true, the more self-trust you're going to keep building back up. And it seems so small, I think, you know, um, but like, imagine just saying that to yourself so many times a day as you're doing different things like that self-trust just goes through the roof versus like where, what you've just been in the habit of is the opposite, like just all day long. Like I'm fucking it up. I'm getting it wrong. I obviously don't know what I'm talking about. People are going to leave. Clients are going to be upset. Like the whole thing, right? Yep. And pretty much all of those are what I wrote 20 times over. (laughs) (laughs) Did I just read your fear inventory back to you? (laughs) I mean, it was seriously like, I'm going to disappoint my team. I'm going to upset my clients. I'm going to, I'm like, God, stop it. (laughs) I am annoyed with myself. (laughs) Yeah. And, and again, it's like back to, you know, the thing, it's just helpful to keep circling to it, but it's like that back to that self-trust. Like, do I trust myself to make something right? If I, my team is upset, do I trust myself to fix something? If shit happens, do I trust myself to make good decisions? Like all of that is really like, if we can lock that in, like you're like the rest is done. Right. Yeah. Yep. Does that feel true? Yeah, it feels good. I didn't even know how to like write that to you of like discovering this. My first, I was like, well, should I even tell her what I'm journaling about? That feels weird. (laughs) But then I'm like, no, just be completely honest because I could not believe that this came up again, but it all fell together that I was like, yeah, all right. I need to just own this. (laughs) Totally. That's the value of coaching, right? Is to bring, bring it all because then it, makes sense. And then I can like hold you to that reminder. Right. So like, I'm going to be the one going, Hey, what if like you were just getting it right? Hey, what if like, this was no big deal? Hey, what if you knew the answer here? Like, and then I can kind of be that mirror to remind you of that, you know? Well, and I didn't even think about this until right now, but so you had asked me, how are you feeling about later today? And what did I write? Oh, I don't know. All the feelings, like somehow I'm going to disappoint you. I'm probably not being the best guest that you've ever had. You know what? Mm. Oh, for our, I miss what you're, I, I get what you're saying later yeah. today because we're doing the live stream, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just worried I'm going to fuck it up or get it wrong, right? So yep. what if I'm like, there's no way I can get this wrong. Like I literally just have to show up. Yep. Yep. There I am. <laughs> there she is. And like, there's so much irony, which you're going to see this and it's going to annoy the absolute shit out of you, but... <laughs> There's so much irony in the fact that the the less I'm worried about that, the more other people reflect that to me. The more I'm worried about it getting wrong, it's wild how much I hear that then. Yeah. You know, it's it's just so interesting how everything truly is a mirror. When I'm scared of getting it wrong, then all of a sudden, like, all these clients are coming out of the woodwork with something to say. When I'm like, I am always getting it right. Everyone's like, you nailed that. That's amazing. Done it like it always starts with us, right? So I think that that's such a cool thing to like be able to give yourself that evidence over time that that's going to shift too. Oh my gosh. So interesting to start seeing this mirror, right? What I put out gets reflected to me. You know, it's really, it really is all a mirror. Like Ali was saying, if I'm feeling like confusion and pressure and discomfort around the website process, of course, that's where everybody's having the issue. If I fully, you know, trust myself in branding, of course, that's always going well. And then everyone's just reflecting that back to me. For me, that is the most empowering way that I can look at things because it helps me 
really be able to shift in business to get more of the outcomes I want versus feeling like so at everyone else's mercy kind of thing, right? Like, or so invested in fixing every step of the process. And you can see that that's kind of where Allie was at when we first started working together. It's just, you know, really invested in like, what are all the surface level things I can change? And of course we are changing some of those surface level things, but because it makes sense for where she's going and who she's evolving into and what she wants most, not because we're trying to make it so everybody acts a certain way, right? The empowering piece is I get right with myself. I act a certain way and then people show up and reflect that to me. So really cool to see how she's just seeing this thread throughout her business and how doing all of that deep fear work really, really helped her start to make these connections. Well, I'm you even just saying that, like, I feel so solid in the branding process that I have created yep. and I love delivering the brands and I really never have any issues with clients during the branding phase, but I question yep. and I constantly feel the website process is hard for me. So of course, where do all of the problems come up? If I'm putting that out there, of course, they're going to put it back. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so empowering to see that though, right? Because then you're like, I can just shift that. I don't have to spend, you know, endless hours retweaking the web process, right? Right. And this new process, oh, I'm so excited about it. Like, so excited. It feels good already. I found like working with the project manager, I found a way to collect content that would be super easy if they do want me to fill it all in. I am just excited to roll this out. Yay. Oh, that's so good. And then like, it, this is such a project that's almost like that, uh, perfect container for you to experiment with all of this in. So like every decision you make there, can you reinforce that you're getting it right? Every step you make to roll out this process, can you reinforce that you're getting it right? Like there's so much that you get to kind of lean into through using that process. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'll be a challenge, but I'm up for it. Let's do it. Um, so do you want to talk about that kind of rolling it out and some of the messaging? I know you were kind of thinking about like how to frame it. Um, so obviously like my current messaging and website is all about like building out more of the brand, like beyond website. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really talk about like you have to have it all. And now, obviously, I want to scale that way back. Like, I want it to just be so easy and super simple and focus on the brand and this getting your website up and running and easy. I'm sorry, I'm clapping. Microphone. <laughs> like, up, easy, running. I like it. <laughs> um, but obviously, it feels good if I'm clapping. Um, <laughs> For sure. But, like, I know I just, I need it to, I need the message to feel that easy and that exciting instead of, I mean, if I'm going to be brutally honest with myself right now, I feel like my messaging is like, damn, you've got it all wrong, girl. <laughs> mm. Like you've been doing Ooh, it wrong. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I shut it, Lacey. <laughs> Like, just put it right in front of my face. This recording turned off. Bite me. Um, <laughs> it's so true, though, isn't it? Yes. And I mean, I just, I want that feeling of 
yeah, that's what I want. Because I also like, and putting up that mirror, if my website is saying that, and my website is talking about how you have to have all these things, no wonder if somebody is starting a business is coming to me like, well, I need to have a membership and I need to have an opt-in and I need to, no, you don't. You need a simple website to get started. <laughs> then you <laughs> And they're like, but bitch, your website set. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. Like, that's, what the hell? Yes. Oh my God. That's so interesting. But yeah, totally. I think that's huge. And I think, um, there's almost this way in which like you're shifting how you're showing up and you want to be a lot more like decisive and trusting of yourself and all that. And you're just craving having a client that's in that place more too. Right. And so just noting that like my website messaging was really targeted to where I was, the client who thought they weren't getting any of it, right? So of course, they're going to be more anxious about the process. Of course, they're going to have all these expectations. Of course, it's going to feel harder to get them to make decisions and make moves. And like, so it's just so interesting how it's a parallel, right? So I loved this huge light bulb moment here where Ali is able to notice her messaging has been, you're getting it all wrong, right? You know, you're not doing branding right. You're getting it all wrong. It's so interesting how our stuff weaves its way into our business stuff all the time, right? And how this new messaging can be so aligned to where she is now and where she actually wants to go and what she wants to be about. And so again, it's back to that empowering piece of like, oh, I realized when I felt like I was getting it all wrong, that was infused in my message. I realized as I'm getting back to being really excited about branding and just taking small steps and getting things out there, I can infuse that into my message as well so that it feels better, feels more aligned, all that kind of stuff. And so I'm not kind of perpetuating the thing I don't want. So if I'm telling everyone you're getting it all wrong and then they come into the process trying to do it perfect, there's no shock there, right? So I think it's just been this really cool moment for Allie to kind of see that in herself and then see where it was reflected everywhere from her process to her messaging, right? And to really take back her power by knowing that she can shift all that to something that is more aligned, more attractive to the right people, more exciting for her, all of that. So I just hope this episode really calls you to look at that in your own business and to do some of this because I think that it is wildly impactful. Like you can just see how big of a thread this is and how much this is going to change. So I hope that it serves you deeply and calls you to look at that as well. such a pain in the ass. I know. (laughs) So since we're mirroring this, let's just play with this as a first step. Like, what are you looking for in a client? I mean, I know we've like iterated this, but just like flush it out. Like, let's go there. Like what, what do we want to be pulling in client wise? Someone who's like ready to take action. Someone who makes quick decisions, like say more. Yeah. And someone that is just excited to get their brand out there. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be fearful or, well, I know I should probably have a brand. Like, I want you to be like, damn, I'm ready for my brand. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And not only that, but like, know that they have to, I couldn't even know that they have to, but like people that want to work in bite sizes. Like, I feel like that's how I like to consume information. And I like small, short, little things. And that's how I should have been making my process instead of this 17 month 
package. And I mean, they never were, but you know what I'm saying. Like, let's include <laughs> yeah, everything totally. plus the kitchen sink, and it'll take forever to get it done, and you have to do so much homework. Like, why yep. was mm. I doing that to myself when I don't even need that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like, I just, let's do this. Let's get that done. Check. Move on to the next one. Like, I'm always here to support you. I'm always willing to build with you. But let's start mm-hmm. with, the ba- like, the basics. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> Cause it's like you're rewriting your story at the same time here, right? Um, because you're getting more excited about branding again. You're paying attention to how you like to work all of that. So yeah, I mean, I think like the two big takeaways I have from what you just said are that idea of like just so excited to get your brand out there and then like want a quick, easy, bite sized process to help you do it kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, nobody has. Well, I shouldn't say no. Most business owners do not have 10 hours in two weeks to do all of this homework. No. I mean, a lot of us are juggling children. A lot of people are juggling children at home. You know, like, it's it's not easy. So to give, to do bite-sized would be so much more attainable and get so much farther quickly than yep. feeling the struggle or the pull time. Yeah. I mean, you just wrote your sales page, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) It seems that way. Like, think about what you just said and how comforting that would be um, to read that on the sales page of a designer that you're wanting to work with. Hey, I get that you have other responsibilities. You might have kids or a family or clients that you're serving. And so I want the branding process to be as seamless and bite-sized for you as possible. But, like, that's so interesting. And it's so funny because just like I've said before, like the things that I like, why was I making everything so much more complicated, even on myself? Like, no wonder I wasn't lit up anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No wonder I was starting to feel like I was constantly just in the weeds instead of, God, I get to sit down and design today. Right. Isn't that crazy? It feels so good. And so I think like, yeah, I mean... Here's the bad news. <laughs> yes. I think the bad news is that you know what I'm going to say, which is like, yeah, we probably need to rewrite a lot of the sales page. Oh, still. I have to rewrite like everything. Yes. <laughs> but the good news is like, you're going to be drawing in clients you're just way, way more aligned to, and you're going to feel way better about the messaging because it's going to feel like, yeah, of course, right? And I think also, like, I really struggled writing the copy because I kept feeling like I was forcing this message. Like, I couldn't Mm. find a way to make it sound simple. Well, of course I couldn't. It wasn't simple. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, in my head, I knew what I was trying, but I couldn't get it to be spoken clearly. And obviously, it's because it was too hard to communicate clearly. Mhm. Oh my gosh. So so exciting. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think anything else come up for you there does that feel like the messaging? It's like you're super excited but you have like a busy life, you have clients to serve, whatever we want to get this out for you in the best way possible, we want to make it easy, blah blah blah. Like anything else in terms of like excited, bite size, I get that you have a life. Um 
what comes up for me, um, now that I'm writing that out, <laughs> um, <laughs> is almost like the fastest path to making your brand work for you. Yeah. And I think like something super important to me is obviously I design personal brands. So you have yeah. to be willing to put yourself out there. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that as in a confident extrovert way. Totally. I mean, finding and being willing to create a brand that's built around you and being willing to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Did I just talk? No, 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 for sure. Like it's, it's like you're excited to get it out there. So it's not like you're saying like, and you're going to promote it everywhere and you're whatever. It's just like f- at the foundation, like there's this huge level of like, I'm ready versus like the, I feel like I have to do this. So I'm going to, but I'm so not there. Right. Like one of the things that I kept writing in social media posts that kept coming up for me was like, your brand isn't profitable if you hesitate once to put it online. Like, if you know it sucks that bad, you're losing money. Mm-hmm. Where I'm not saying, like, you have to pay a million dollars for a brand. But when you have a brand that you're obsessed with because it's built for you, you don't hesitate once. You're like, yeah, here. Right. Check out my website. Totally. I mean, even me, and I'm going to, I I deserve a round of applause for this because type A. Woo! control freak over here I obviously haven't reworked my messaging even though like that keeps coming up for me like how can I sell this new process if I don't even have it written right but in all of my posts I'm like hey let's book a call and for me like that was such a huge step to be like it doesn't have to be right on your website you can talk about it you know you make sales from calls mm-hmm. so I I have sidestepped that and I've let that go like get the challenge up Work on your social media posts, working on, work on creating that com- connection with people, just like you talk about, and then let everything else fall together. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Listen, I think the, the thing that you said about like your brand isn't profitable if you're not putting it out there. Mm-hmm. I think that's really nice because that fits whether I have a brand or don't. Mm-hmm. Whether I have one that I'm not putting it out or I don't have one, it's all the same under that, right? Yep. And I think on two out of my last three, like, client booking calls, they have all said, oh, I don't even share my website right now. I just send this document. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. (laughs) Let's fix that. Yeah. Totally. I think, like, that's that's almost like more of the messaging. So your brand isn't profitable if you're not putting it out there. And then it's like, how do we get you excited to put it out there? How do we create a bite-sized process to help you get it out there as fast as possible? Um, how do we recognize that you have a lot on your plate, but the way you're going to make money from it is to get it out as quickly as we can. So I think there's like a lot of elements there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. That all fall under your brand isn't profitable if you're not putting it out there. Make money if you're not willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So does that feel like the good starting point? Do you just want to start playing with that and then kind of we'll revisit? Or where do you think you're at with that? No, I think that that feels good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Start mapping. And also I think what's so cool, again, is that that's such an aligned 
message for you right now, which is like, what did we talk about? How all of your challenges were before it was like making these big plans and then not fully getting them out there. And so it's just so interesting how it just all lines up. Right. Yeah. Yep. I, I was the queen of, I have this huge plan and then I never saw it through. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to do all these things. Oh, I'm only going to do it halfway because it's not working. And then we'll start something else. (laughs) And, And again, then that happens in my process. Clients start the copy and they freak out. Clients, you know, have a difficult time finishing the homework. Like, it's just so fucking interesting how it's all the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I mean, I can't say that I love it, but yeah. Well, you don't have to love it, but here, if you were going to love it, here's where I think, (laughs) what I think is most relevant there, which is that you just solved every problem in your business with one shift, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, I now I fixed my whole website process or I fixed that. Like, obviously we're going to change your messaging, but the reason it's easy to change your messaging is because you've already made this mindset shift around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's just super empowering, I think, to see where it's like all it makes sense. And you you also have the question answered in your mind, like, why were why was the ceiling so difficult before? Well, now you know the answer. Yeah. Why did this seem so hard? Well, now you know the answer. Why was I not attracting always the exact right person? Now you know that like, you know, you just answered all the questions. Yeah. And you also I think it was your live last week talking about like an ideal client and how you're not like in love with that oh, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, totally. Oh, she adjusted me on that like first session, maybe second session. <laughs> yeah. And then I sat there and I'm like, you're right. Like I was looking for such a, I don't even have a name for her, but like a very specific person. And it was also very interesting to me that I had been coached previously on needing to have this very specific person, this very specific niche. If somebody asks you outside of that, you say no. So you have the opportunity to work with just that one person. And I really shut out so much. And I think what has been interesting is like, I had that, um, that membership reach out about my training and you're like, well, yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. It's just an opportunity. And I'm like, oh, well, to me, I instantly would have shut that down because it wasn't my ideal client. And then another person reached out to me and I'm like, I'm not even going to ask Lacey. She's going to tell me, yeah, this is an opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been like, it's been very eye opening of everything is an opportunity. I can always try it once and see. If not, I know the next time, like that was a horrible fit. But why was I shutting things down so quickly? And I, I mean, we are told a lot in the online world of say no, if it's not exact right fit. Mm-hmm. And totally. you having that conversation was, it was empowering to me of, God, that I don't have exactly one person that I like to work with. You know, like I love working with so many different clients. Well, it's so funny too, because when we just narrowed it and it's like, it's really someone who's like really excited to get it out there has a pain point of like not 
having a brand that's out there right now or not having a brand they're using and basically wants to like work in bite-sized chunks. So it's like, well, that could be fucking anyone, right? Like it gets more fun then because it's like, well, that's like a whole lot of different people versus like, oh, it would just be this one person. And even in groups you'll speak in, right? Like it, it totally, totally could be both, right? Like some people in there are going to be an amazing fit and have that problem. Some people aren't, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't even want to look at it like, is this group the right fit? Because it's like, well, people in there might be and might not be. I'm certainly not saying go give a talk on baking because that's not what you're (laughs) selling. But if you're talking design, like that's probably going to serve you. We kind of had had some of this conversation offline, but we had also had it in a previous episode. But this idea of how saying no to everything that's not the exact right fit can be such a trap. Right. So I was using the example of Ali of like, if people need design, go talk to them. Like if they want you to teach on baking, like, yeah, probably not. But like exact right fit is such a trap because it's like, if everyone in this audience isn't in this exact place and wants this exact thing and da da da, da then I'm going to say no. It really stunts your growth. And honestly, it's definitely, I think, one of those tactics we use when we don't trust ourselves. Like, okay, I'll only go in the perfect place in the perfect scenario, da da da, because I, don't trust that like, I'll just test it. I'll tweak it. I'll figure out how to show up. Right. Like I think, you know, we do this as like almost like a self-protection mechanism versus like this really specific strategy. And also listen, again, it's not, not strategic to say like, Hey, they have to have the problem I solve, but you can see how we just take it too far. They have to have the problem I solve. And then everyone in their audience has to demonstrate like these seven characteristics for it to be worth my time. No, that's where we get stuck. Right. Can be such a trap. And so I think like the basis of that idea of like know who you serve and know the problem you solve is a good one, but that trap underneath it, using it to kind of get around having to just show up and say yes to things and trust myself and test and tweak along the way is where it gets sticky. So really, really, really proud of Allie for taking that, for saying yes to more things and for getting herself out there because I think that will be so big and we'll just continue to build that self-trust more and more. Yeah. And I mean, again, I do personal brand. So who does not, who, who does that not fit unless you're an enterprise, yep. you know, like right. <laughs> you're in the online space, totally. you got to get out there. Yeah. Which is also funny because I was saying no and not getting out there. <laughs> yep. Uh, we just like reworked your whole life and brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done for the next three weeks. I will talk to you next Yeah. You're like, mostly I feel like I want to hang up. (laughs) Um, I know that one other piece that was kind of at play was kind of like, oh my gosh, like next steps of process. Like you have the challenge, you have like this, you have, so do you feel clear on kind of like priorities, next steps, or would that be like a good thing to kind of just like get finalized? Um, no, maybe let's, let's get finalized on that. I have my outline for the five day video challenge. Um, so now I just need to write like the social media posts and I have the copy written. I just haven't created the page. Um, so yeah, lay it on me. Priorities. Next steps. I would definitely say like get out there more like I think most people would give you the opposite advice rework all the stuff because it doesn't make sense to get out there if you haven't reworked all the stuff and I kind of feel the opposite Mm -hmm. yeah which is like 
let's at least start getting you out there and we can be clear, you know, what, what you do, how you help, all that kind of stuff. And they can still hire you just as much from there. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, um, but also what I would say is that you kind of want to segment some of these stuff since you almost have like a few big projects happening. Yeah. So does it feel possible to kind of be like, you know, one gets like the website maybe gets an hour a week of my attention. Um, the challenge gets an hour a week, like that kind of thing or what comes up for you there? Um, it's really hard for me to shut myself off after an hour. <laughs> okay. I, I tend to really go all in when I work on something and that is something that I need to stop doing because I don't have a balance. <laughs> okay, focus on client work. Oh, focus on your own work. Like I am one or the other. Um, so that was one thing that I talked to my project manager about, like when scheduling my calendar or helping me lay out a calendar of putting segments in for me as well as for my clients. So I can try to create this balance Mm -hmm. because I know I'm not going to do it. Do you feel like I'm just like never going to work well that way? Or do you feel like it's really just like been a limiting belief and I could definitely start working that way? I feel like I could. I just really need to condition myself to do it because Mm -hmm. I just become so obsessed with what I'm working on. Like that is my problem. Like I don't want to stop until I know it's great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I like to check things off. So get it done, get it done, get it done. Yeah, listen, I think that that's just a really helpful reframe because it almost feels to me like that sort of limits your growth in a sense, right? Because you're, in order to grow, you're almost wanting multiple clients, multiple social things happening, a project going, like you almost want to be able to kind of be in a few of those headspaces without it feeling like it has to be just this one thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's, I know I need to adjust it because I can't continue just to go for the next three days. I'm only doing this, even though I put 14 other things on my to-do list and now I'm not going to get them done. And then I'm going to be upset with myself for not getting them done. Totally. So this episode was almost entirely about mindset in so many ways that this little piece at the end, I think is really important to latch onto, which is this idea of learning to balance multiple projects at a time as your business grows and being able to do that bite-sized stuff, right? That's totally the term Allie's using bite-sized versus being trapped in just having to do one thing all the way through. For so many of my clients that have the six, multi-six, seven-figure businesses, there's just a lot of moving pieces. Like you might have one-on-one clients and be running a course and be gearing up for a challenge and have team that has questions, et cetera, et cetera. Like there are all these like buckets that start to happen in your business. And so if you can get really, really good at kind of making space for each bucket without having to go so, so, so into one that you fully finish it, it really opens up more space for you to grow. If you feel like I have to take an idea or a whole thing to full completion before I can move on to the next thing, it really just slows your growth and it makes it much harder to operate a business on a bigger scale or a bigger level. And so this is just kind of a, a little strategic nugget for you to try in your own business too. Like, can I see what it's like to have a container for this and a container for that and kind of even be able to move them both forward, even if it's a half hour a week, even if it's, you know, an hour a week, but you can see based on what I was saying to Allie, like imagine if you dedicated an hour a week to something like that's four hours by the end of the month, like you're getting closer and closer versus waiting until you have a four hour chunk of time. 
time. Like for me, I never have a four hour chunk of time in my business right now to just work on something because how my business model is. So I wait and wait and wait for this big four hour chunk where I can start creating these small buckets and small bite sized containers. So hopefully that's really helpful, especially helpful if you're in a growing and scaling phase and really good to just test and try like we were talking about Valley. So do you want to just try that? Like, can we just say like, we're going to test out like an hour a week goes to the website, an hour a week goes to a challenge and we'll go from there. Yeah, we can try that. <laughs> okay. We'll just test it. One hour to challenge. And I think that's also pretty manageable too. So like if you planned on doing it, today and then like you didn't get to it today or whatever like it's still very movable to still be like okay I can find an extra hour this week somewhere right does that make sense like instead of it being this like huge thing like finish the challenge this week right (laughs) and then um that doesn't happen and then I feel demotivated or whatever it's more like okay I didn't get that hour in today can I get that hour in tomorrow kind of thing right I think like What's triggering for me with this is, well, when will it ever be done? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that's a fun thing to think about, actually. Like, it's almost like if I did an hour a week on a website rewrite and a challenge, like in a month, both of those would be done. Oh, that's true. You know, versus like if this for the next month, I'm teasing you a little bit, but it's true. I spin out and keep changing <laughs> plans and keep whatever, then guess what? Still changing plans. I get plans. to the end of the month just like <laughs> changing plans and overwhelmed, right? Yeah. So I think that's a whole thing. Yeah. I think that might be a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One hour. One hour. One hour. Okay. Yep. And, you know, you'll just get to play with that. Like, I'm not saying it'll always be perfect. Like maybe one week you were like, oh, that was like about 45 minutes or, you know, maybe um, I did a half hour here and then I do a half hour there. Or maybe like you find that something else feels good. Like it doesn't matter. You can play with all that. Right. Right. But it's really like, am I committed in that way? Am I making it bite sized which ironically is what you're trying to do with other things, too. So I think that overlaps really well. Point proven. I know. It's so annoying, right? When you're oh. like, I want them to do a bite size. And then you're like, the fuck bite size. And you're like, oh, wait, just kidding. <laughs> oh, wait. Just yes. kidding. Okay. You have taught me my lesson. Again. <laughs> so, so easy. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, actually, I think that's great. It's like, I'm going to start. And the, I think the overall lesson is kind of even like, I'm going to start being that thing I want. Like, I'm going to give myself more grace. I'm going to give myself more self-love and compassion. I'm going to give myself more uh, benefit of the doubt, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give myself more bite-sized stuff. There's just like this whole theme, right? Yay. Yes. Deep breath. I know, right? Whew. So that was good. Session. So <laughs> next step, try that for an hour. Obviously see how that feels. Again, there's no like, you must stick to it. And if you don't, you're getting it wrong. Just see what happens, right? Right. Yes. And then you just let me know, but either way. Because there is no getting wrong. You can't get it wrong. I mean, like if you worked on it for 10 minutes, you worked on it for 10 minutes, you got it right. Right. (laughs) 
Beautiful. All right. Keep me posted on Basecamp. I know you'll uh, reach out and let me know how it's going, but let's kind of take it from here and we will just keep adjusting and you will keep getting it right. Absolutely. I'm on the right path. Beautiful, my dear. You really are. Okay. Proud of you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.